Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Omwake. Well, good morning, Maui. What a great program we have today. It's another gorgeous winter day on Maui. I love it. I am excited. I, I love it. You know, the down comforters are out. You feel good. The weather is perfect. <laughs> I do. I like an overcast You're, day when everything turns so green and beautiful. This is the prettiest time of the year, in my opinion, here in Maui. Mm. I mean, they're all good, but this is really nice. Yeah, and it's just, you know, coming off of a Thanksgiving week when you spend a whole week just focused as a people on Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving becomes a verb and people are just walking around in gratitude and the vibration gets bigger and bigger. Yesterday's daily word was perfect for today's show. It's the word for caregiver. Uh-huh. And we're going to be talking um, with Ram Das and with um, Bodhi who's Help set up a wonderful program on dying and being with the dying that's going to be this weekend, December 2nd and 3rd here on Maui. Mm-hmm. An opportunity for people who are caregivers to those who are making transition, for those who are actually in transition, and then for all of us who are called to be you know, hospice workers. Mm-hmm. We're all dying to something, and mm-hmm. that compassion that comes as we can be present for what's dying but also in this, we're becoming midwives for what's being born, and so this is a very going to be a very profound program. You know, Maui's pretty blessed to have Ram Das on the island. We are I as a perpetual. He, he is an amazing. He's an amazing person, and uh, I've, I've shared with you before uh, several years. You know, a number of years ago, after he had his stroke, my grandmother had a stroke, and uh, I met Ram Das and I said, well, what advice do you have? And he said, well, just don't think of it as a stroke. Think of it as a stroke of from God, like a loving stroke. A loving and that stroke. just totally changed my perspective on what a stroke can be. And he is just truly an embodiment of of love and, and hope. And, and this workshop is going to be fantastic. We're excited to have him today. And, you know, it's just such a, a practice to be present to what is, to mm-hmm. love what is. And, you know, he wrote that book in 1971, I think. I was just coming of age, so I think all of us, you were way too young, my little baby son. <coughs> 1971, but, uh, yeah. 1971, that. I think. It was, like, printed by hand, Be yeah. Here Now. It, yeah. it came on the scene, and it invited people to wake up. And uh, I know our guest today, Bodhi B, that's his name. You have to know that he has been somehow impacted by Ram Dass. So. You think? I think there'll be some <laughs> great things. Lots of good stuff happening on the planet. We do send lots of love out for peace. We do. And, um, and of course, we want to recognize that this past Sunday, we had our first Sunday celebration service at our very uh, temporary home that we're doing for a few weeks at the Seventh-day Adventist, and that was a beautiful service. Oh, it was. You know, we, we do send oceans of love to all people of faith on this beautiful island of Maui. It's a, it is one of the most diverse planets on the planet. Mm-hmm. I always say that it's really more well, than diverse, an island. Yes. It is a planet. But, you know, there are so many spiritual paths here way beyond what we even normally think of. Right. And satsang going on, and, and we have a, a, a Chinese he- teacher and healer coming in December 2nd, Jim, Master Wu, who's like, I mean, I've read the literature. I mean, you go on the Google him, and he certainly is impressive on on the Internet. It's hard until he gets here. But but they have a a 100% guarantee for healing from cancer and from other diseases. And he's doing a a free, open program on the 2nd, Saturday the 2nd, at High Street, 6 o'clock. At our home on High Street. On our home on High Street. I'm going to be there because, um, you know, it's a Chinese, it's a different, the chi, and, Mm -hmm. you know, when we look at um, all the ways that humanity has um, brought through this great universal truth, Mm -hmm. these ancient perennial truths that aren't Hindu, they're not Buddhist, they're not Christian, and when we get over that, life opens up a lot faster, but but this truth is carried within us. There's this great line in the Old Testament, the Judaic Christian Bible, says, I will write my laws on your heart, and you won't need teachers anymore, so... And it's universal, and there's just so many different paths to it, and that's that's what we really embrace. But one great underground river, I think Meisterkite was really, what, the 1300s, one great underground river God, Mm -hmm. and many wells to Mm -hmm. God. And I think maybe the challenge for people on Maui is to just stop digging in every well and dig in one well. (laughs) Maybe, I'm not sure, (laughs) because it's such a great place to be, but I do notice people dabble. 
as opposed to dig deep and go deep. And well, the, that's the idea that life is a banquet, you know. Mm-hmm. They're just experiencing, they're tasting from all the things mm-hmm. on the banquet table. You know, but at some point you have to say, my interest <laughs> is God. Yeah. You know, and it really is about being interested in God. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not about trying to get anything anymore. It's like somehow something inside says, my passion, my interest is the divine. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Maui invites you into that. Mm-hmm. It's just it does. So In a very delicious way. Very delicious. So many great things. But thanks you for mentioning our services at 11 o'clock for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go to a 9 and 11 as we come back to High Street. But we don't want to confuse anybody. For the 3rd t- uh, and the 10th, mm-hmm. we will be at our new friends, the next Seven two Day Sundays Venice, will be right the there in Waikea and Pa'anune. Pa'anune. <laughs> very easy to find. Yeah. Very, just a couple Central blocks Central location, off. plenty of parking, very nice. Air conditioned and Air wonderful conditioned. acoustics. A yes. great place for kids. So we invite you at 11 o'clock. Of course, we always have silence mm-hmm. 30 minutes before whatever service, whether it's a 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So we are always just grateful to begin a new day. I was talking with our good friend, uh, Dr. Michael Beckwith mm-hmm. from The Secret. Mm-hmm. He is actually the founder of Agape, International Center of Truth, and really a God man. He's just one of my dearest, brightest lights. And he'll be coming to Maui and doing a meditation retreat for us on February 1st. It's a great thing to mark your calendars. That's awesome. Isn't he also celebrating his wedding anniversary about then? Uh, no, ma- April. April. Oh, well, no, he's no, be, no, no. He got I've married in December. It was because uh, I couldn't get there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Because I thought that he was coming to actually have a, a dual purpose. So he's coming here and. He's and coming as a part of Season for Peace and Nonviolence okay. to launch that with the Association for Global New Thought, the Gandhi King. That's awesome. We're very excited about that. We've got the whole leadership council for the. Um, uh, Gandhi King season for peace and nonviolence and Jim now that this year it's the 10th anniversary we've launched it instead of 64 days yeah. between the assassination of Gandhi and the assassination of Martin Luther King there are 64 days actually 30 years 20 years and 30 64 days right. and so now it's become a perpetual season so this year we're closing it with the peace train in California, <laughs> a peace train. And we're going to have on that train the um, civil rights founders, the people who are with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., mm-hmm. the grandchildren of Mahatma Gandhi, and the children of Martin Luther King Jr. So we're going to take a train through it, Southern California, and it goes, it, Northern it starts, California. It goes up from uh, Los Angeles area. From uh, Los Angeles to San Jose, and that's in April. And then we come back here to just be in, in homage to the Dalai Lama who comes. Yeah. And we, we were privileged. We worked with the Dalai Lama many times, and we certainly give thanks to the Dharma Center for bringing him here. What a privilege for all of Maui. And we're hoping we've given him the International Gandhi King Season for Peace and Nonviolence Award in Dharamsala, in his home. We went there to do it. And we're hoping to have permission to give him the Maui Peace Hero Award. That would Award, be awesome. Which has been given to our guest today, Ram Das. Okay. And to Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. And to um, Wayne Dyer. Mm-hmm. And to numerous great people on Maui who are making a difference. So we just thank you for listening to Conversations with Friends today. We're going to be back with Bodhi, with Ram Das, and telling you ways that you can grow in wisdom to help people in transition. And understand this, this concept of a natural death movement. Oh, I'm so delighted. When Bodhi was here last time, I didn't know that you could go so far out into the ocean and bury a body mm-hmm. without having to embalm it. And mm-hmm. so there's some things that we all need to learn about. Is that correct? Bodhi will be back here. So we want to thank our sponsors and invite you to come right back. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. Back on the air, our guests are uh, Bodhi and, uh, and Ram Das. Are you with us, Ram Das? Yep. Wow. What an honor. We were with you in Satsang on Sunday up at the studio. 
what a what a treasure and uh the sufis opening for you oh wasn't that beautiful it was opening of the heart the sufis are such blessed teachers yeah. on the planet we have your friend with us ramdas in the studio bodhi uh, hi bodhi <laughs> hi ramdas and we do want to let you know that we do have two lines. We didn't used to be able to do this, but now we can actually, if someone has a question about death and dying or how to be in service or this wonderful workshop, the number is, Jim, do you want to 242-7800. That's 242-7800 uh, for your calls, and we can talk about this, this workshop. Um, uh, Bodhi, what, what, I know there are only a few slots left, and we were talking about this before we went on the air. Probably by the end of this broadcast, there won't be any slots left. But this program, Death and Dying, Being with the Dying, what's it all about? It's about bringing uh, more consciousness and awareness back into death in our culture, um, training people from the level that we're souls, mm-hmm. um, re, uh, reclaiming our right as family and community to uh, get involved and in, for the caring and uh, the dying and our family and our friends and taking care of the body once the body's died and uh, being part of that process all the way through reclaiming it in a sense and and re- reinvesting it with our personal uh, uh, spiritual intentions Ram Das, what got you interested in in putting a program on like this with this type of subject well <coughs> um, primarily um, uh, being being in India <clears throat> and seeing how a culture different than ours uh, treats death and um, and how open there are and and um, uh, and uh, and they aren't f- afraid or or um, or treating death as if it's it's the end. They see it only as uh, a a part of the soul's journey. What happens, Bodhi, um, if someone dies here? I guess most often they they would die in the hospital. Is that is that generally? I, I would say most often most people, people are dying die. in the hospital. Uh, hospice is. Uh, very present and doing such a great job here on Maui and uh, if you're connected with hospice uh, you, you can die at home and even if you're not connected with hospice you can die at home mm-hmm. and then but you know in terms of like a, a, we'll call it a traditional death in, in a medical facility a hospital you know they, they take the body and, and, and what happens well I, I think predominantly in, in western culture death is seen as a failure uh, doctors usually say, "I'm sorry, you know, I hate to t- I hate to tell you this, but uh, this person died. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's a failure. The doctor and the technology have failed uh, from a certain viewpoint in the Western world. And and uh, as far as I know, in most cases, the body is covered and concealed as it's rolled through the hospital and it's taken to the morgue, which in most, if not all, hospitals is in the basement where the trash is." Mm. Wow. And Ram Das, how would you how does how do you contrast that with what happens in India? Um well they uh, they as a uh death is a ceremony for the soul. And um and instead of keeping it under wraps, uh the body is um Taken through the streets in a uh, a rickshaw mm-hmm. and to the burning guts, and uh, and the family gathers to watch the body burn, and uh, uh, it's just a, a ceremonial uh, opportunity. And then often floated on the river, which is such an, a symbolic. Um, you know when you see the the river of life and the flames and and then the you know it just it gives you a visual a whole different impression than that's than, right and and I would tell people that there is a way when someone dies in the hospital they sh- rush you out of the room 
And I would stand up for your rights to stay as long as you need to stay with that body and don't let anybody rush the process. Mm-hmm. Um, my I'm girlfriend stayed 12 hours with her son and they kept trying to get her <laughs> to let that body. She said, I am this boy's mother. It was an instant death. And she stayed the 12 hours and then was ready to let the body go. And But she had to be fierce, that fierce warrior, Ramdas, that you, yep. that fierce grace. And I, you know, as we learn more about the process, what you need on this side to be able to honor the body. And Bodhi, last time we was here, talked about the, the ritual of cleansing the body and caring for it with oils and loving what it's been in this life for us and then being able to release it, that there's something beautiful about that final staying with the presence. Um, and you'll be talking about that in your workshop? Or? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We're going we're gonna to touch on, uh, uh, first of all, that uh, we're all really in training for our death. Uh, mm. None of us know how soon or how much longer we have. Uh, so, in a sense, we're, we're all training for the, uh, the big uh, graduation ceremony. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oops, don't miss it. <laughs> yeah, you'll be there. You'll be there. Sure. <laughs> you won't miss it. Boo, you'll be awake. That'll be the... And, uh, and we're, we're very honored to have Auli Al- Mitchell, uh, uh, Hula uh, um, Kumu from Big Island, who's going to come and share uh, Hawaiian views around uh, how, th- how the indigenous culture here has related and does relate to uh, the death of the body and the, and the soul and the bones and the ancestors. And I think that's very important to give us who are here this sense of place and this, and this sense of what is happening right here. Well, in so many ways, funerals and the funeral process are for the survivors, are for the people who didn't die, and the family and the friends. What's the difference in, in say, you know, what Ramdas was talking about, the way it's it's done in India, or the traditional way it's done in Hawaiian culture versus the way we do it here? How do you think that um, most Western Westerners, what what are they missing when it's done traditionally with a funeral or well, a cremation? Well, when, uh for some reason, we've all been culturally trained now to uh, there's an aversion to see it be around a dead body. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are, you know, a lot of people are very upset. <laughs> uh, but why? You know, what what is it? You know, because it, what does that bring up for us? You know, yes, our bodies are going to die. Hey, that's the truth. That, at least I believe that's the truth. And um, so then our, t- our tendency is to right away let's have the whoever it was if it was a close relative let's have the body taken away and so normally we uh, instantly call the uh, mortuary or the mm-hmm. funeral parlor please come up and pick the body up and uh, it's it's very uncomfortable for a lot of people so the body disappears and the next time you see uh, maybe somebody very dear and close to you they've been uh, embalmed and, and made to look uh, viewable or, or their, uh, their ashes in a in an urn or a bag and uh, so basically we've uh, sanitized and removed the experience from us and and consequently I think we've robbed ourselves from the ex- experiencing being part of that whole process which is not only healing for us as uh, people and as a culture uh, but it's important in our grieving process and it's important in how we support that soul's uh, graduation so to speak. So what is the, the, the beneficial impact of seeing the body in a, you know, without getting into too much detail, the, the process that it goes through? I know it's pretty rapid, the, the physical transformation of the body after death. What's the, you know, describe what, what you see as the benefits. Well, what here, here in Hawaii, you can, have a, you can keep your loved one home for 30 hours. Uh, I've been around um, bodies that have uh, been around for 36 hours and uh, two, two and a half days and uh, after the second day we need to dry ice mm-hmm. uh, but it's a, it's a beautiful piece to, to, to watch that body and to be with that body and as a way to honor that, that being and what that being has given to us mm-hmm. and as a way to celebrate uh, that being that isn't that body and to recognize that, uh, that there's the body but the, the soul really is leaving mm-hmm. Uh, it's a beautiful process. Well, you know, one of the things Western culture does not have are the we don't have entry rituals where a child is born and we welcome the light this child carries. And some of our indigenous families that name the child in the community and the child's soul is celebrated. Even before it comes, while it's in the mother's womb, the ancestors are calling. And, yeah. and you have such a beautiful honoring. And we, we talk about that in unity that 
that the design is for us to, to welcome every child as the beloved Christ child or Atman or God itself and to really cherish the gifts that it brings and the uniqueness and that it it comes not brand new but it comes with ancient wisdom and and gifts to give and um, the lessons or karma that it's come to burn or transform. So it's not a new essence. It's it's the divine coming again. And to, we don't we don't know how to do that very well. We do even these baptismals where we make the baby like have a you know adult party, but they put the baby in some <laughs> little contraption and go down and dip some water on it. And, and every time I christen a child, I say, "There's nothing in this water that's going to make this child more perfect. This child is christening us. It's." reminding us and you know if we could just bring some of these beautiful rituals back Bodhi and that's why I think that I'm excited about your your workshop that is uh, this this Saturday and this Sunday Saturday yeah and Sunday. how did it get to be December who where did December <laughs> how did it get to be that but wow thank you for this and um, Ramdas, when you think about your process, the wisdom of your journey and how you've been, however chosen to be, like on the vanguard and calling everyone, come forward, it's safe, keep coming, <laughs> don't back up, <laughs> keep coming, you seem to be out there shining that light. How do you feel that this is, um, you know, is this, this feels like it's your life call to keep preparing people for the next level of evolution? This is, uh, this is the most uh, exquisite sadhana I can think of. If, if if one goes through um, a dying with another person uh, and goes through their own dying consciously, this is this is just like uh, uh, it's a uh, it's a shot of uh, 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 energy for getting to God. I tell people um, as a minister, the most sacred moments have been the conscious passing where people have healed in their families. Uh, It's very difficult for the ones that still are battling. You know, the the grief is so great for them, but the ones who have healed. I've been in rooms around us where a person comatose sits up, eyes open, and they start shaking hands. (laughs) And nobody can see who they're shaking hands with, and the whole room begins to go light. And it's like you can hear angelic presence. This person's been comatose, and then he literally shakes hands and then beams up. And the joy, you talked about the little bhakti going on at the at the studio that those rooms I've had it happen five or six times the rooms are overflowing with yep. a celebration beyond anything uh, you know the earthly uh, do, and it's a real uh, you know we say help comes from the other side but boy when you're in one of those rooms where the angels or the friends have come there is a party going on and uh, I'll tell you that's it's a it's, a, uh, it's fab it's like it's like a Krishna Das Ram Das Satsang amplified about 4,000 fold. <laughs> yeah, you've had that privilege too then to be present when it's just... Oh, sure. Oh, my. What, Ramdas, what is the most powerful death that you've, that you've seen? The well, powerful. Well, I, 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 uh, my father and uh, he was a, a bear. Um, uh, he was a power tripper and uh, <laughs> and then he got close to death and suddenly uh, he started to become a soul mm. and he was soft and and, and uh, open and uh, he was like a different person he was because his he was um Ego was not there, but only the soul. Mm. And I think this this is introducing people to their souls. How did that experience with him impact you? Um, it 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 made me. Um, I had I I knew him as my father, but now I know know, know him as a fellow soul. Mm. Wow. 
and we were in this incarnation we were uh, met, met met at as, as father and son let me let me ask turn the question to to both of you Mary and and Bodhi let me start with Bodhi what's the most powerful death that you've experienced since you've been doing this work uh, the sudden death of my father when I my father when I was 17 uh, was the first real death in my life and uh, my dad was killed in a car accident mm-hmm. and uh, very sudden and by far and I, I told I told Ramdas this story about how when we took my father um, took my father's body to the cemetery out in uh, New York outside of New York City and it was a gigantic cemetery and right next to the cemetery was this giant auto wrecking yard and there were piles and piles of wrecked cars and and um, I didn't really ha- I hadn't really had a spiritual experience before that and as they were lowering the, my dad's casket into the grave into the hole there was a giant crane lowering a flattened crunched rusted old car onto a pile of rusted <laughs> mm. cars oh my. and I didn't even have any words for what happened inside of my consciousness but something shifted in my life from that point on Wow, talk about divine timing. <laughs> and the world becomes a metaphor when you wake up. I mean, everything reflects what's going on. I, I, I had had a couple beca- uh, experiences that had blown my mind, and I just can only say that Ram Dass's book and some of the psychedelics blew my mind, like, <laughs> oh, the world's different than I imagined. Um, I, I was a unity minister. We'd had some miraculous healings. We'd been written up in Edgar Casey, and even had articles written, and I just thought you prayed and people got healed. Um, and then three of my spiritual mentors, the brightest lights in my life, died within six months of cancer and two of them were unity ministers, very spiritually mature, mature, and a young mother who had come into unity. We had prayed together. She'd gone into remission twice. We had her children, I mean, the whole family, and the cancer came back. And when the cancer came back, it came back with a, with a mighty force, and she was dying. And she was so angry at me and unity and didn't want to minister and didn't want me. And, oh, God, and I was crushed because I'd seen so many miracles. I, I didn't understand. You know, Ram Dass, you talked about when your faith was challenged on Sunday. And yeah. I, I just w- was shattered. I mean, they're beautiful young children, uh, one of the most beautiful women I'd ever known. I mean, if you talk about what causes cancer, she was one of the gentlest, purest, bright lights I'd ever, ever encountered. And so finally she was just a few days away from death and the family called and said she wanted to see me. And I did not want to <laughs> go. I mean I mean that part of me that, that just felt like a failure. It felt so and the the betrayal that she had done the forgiveness work, she'd done everything that anyone had asked her to do and went through horrendous treatments and still was going to lay her body down and as I was driving over I heard this voice from and and it said tell her about the angels and now this woman had an MSW I had never seen an angel and this clearly wasn't going very well from the last couple of years and I was having an argument in the car I'm not telling her about angels I mean of course no one else that I can see is in the car but I am adamant she's got a master's I've got a master's I'm not talking about some I've never seen she's on her way out and she's already pissed <laughs> and I mean angry she and I I um her mother and do- uh, sister were at the house when I got there and they said we're just gonna go get a bite to eat because you know, it's very intense when you're with someone passing. And she was in a little tiny den, and I walked in. And I've never had this happen, but I think, Ram Dasnas, I went to my feet like I was in the presence of an exalted being. I went down. That room was so filled with, I, I don't know what you'd say, celestial. I mean, my being became illumined. She was this tiny, bald-headed being wrapped in this little blanket, you know, just very few ounces of weight left. And she looked at me with eyes that were filled with some rage and said, why? Mm. And I, uh, by some grace, said, I don't know, but I need to tell you about the angels. And I told her what hospice had told me, that when her time came, all those who loved her would be there. There would be angels to walk her over. And her eyes softened Jim in a way instantly. She looked at me and then said, then it's begun. And every bit of anger just dropped away. It was like this incredible 
amazing grace. I just felt this. How could I be so precious to be in her presence? Uh, who This great soul. I mean, she, all I could say, this has to be a great soul. Because, boy, was she getting a transport team taking her out. And... Uh, Hello. <laughs> and uh, just when I um, was doing her eulogy, and I, I, so I told the family about the story, tell them about the angels. And her mother and sister just went, oh, my God. And after it was over, they came up to me and they said, when we went home to lunch, we were eating lunch. We were looking outside our kitchen table, outside the window, and the garbage truck came by, picked up the garbage, and a book fell out. And they went out to pick the book up. And the book's title, an old bound copy, it was called Angels on Assignment. <laughs> and uh, that, I mean, they did, we hadn't <laughs> talked until I told the eulogy. That was where, that was the most powerful. Okay, I give in. There's more going on than I have a clue about. So yeah. I honor this work you're doing just so we could be open and present. But it is the biggest honor in the world to be with someone in a conscious yes. death. It's worth everything. I tell ministers, probably the greatest gift you'll ever have Mm -hmm. is to be with someone. And um, We're going to have to take a break, but when we come back more with this and uh, these powerful stories. Ram Das, Bodhi, Jim Jacobson, your dad passed, that you have a wonderful story. I'll share that. And the workshop is December 2nd and 3rd, this Saturday, 9 to 6 p.m., and the number is 573 Eight three three four, or we'll give you the email when you get back. So get a pencil ready, and we'll give you the email. We'll be right back with Conversations with Friends, Ramdas Bodhi and Jim Jacobson. Thanks for listening. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. We are back on the air. We're going to be speaking with uh, Myrna Stone, who is the editor and publisher of, um, of, our, of, our, of one, of the, one of our sponsors. We are? We are. We are now? Okay, then we asked Ram Das. We apologize. Thank you, Ram Das. And Myrna Stone, we've got one of your favorite people, Ram Das, listening. Actually, she, she's just being connected right oh, now. Oh, she's being connected. Well, all right. Ram, uh, Myrna did a really good article. Actually, her writer did a really good article about Ram Das Ram two Das months ago. two months ago. Two months ago. And uh, what Bodhi was saying is that this is not going to be the first time. This workshop is going to be the first time, but it, there's an ongoing um, class here. This will be developed, and um, what is that class? Well, Ramdas and I are, de- are developing a training series uh, for what we're calling spiritual midwives to the dying, mm. and that's that's men and women. That's not just women, and um, for those people interested in it, not only exploring their own death, uh, which who knows when that'll happen for any of us, but uh, for those that oh, are, uh, might be assisting some relatives or friends, or or those who are working in the field of dying and want to enrich their yeah, tool belt. That sounds awesome. How do they find out more about that class? Uh, same thing. Same. Uh, info at ipuka dot org. Okay. Or give me you a call. You better spell it. N i f o at i p u k a dot o r g. I p u k a dot o r g. You know, if you ever lose any of this, just call Unity Church. We'll we'll Great. dig up it up for you. We'll get your Bodie's number. And I, w- I, w- I just wanted to add uh, that this the uh, the other piece that is. This event this weekend, which is kicking off this training series, is also kicking off uh, this nonprofit, Ipuka Ikeao, Doorway into Light. Mm-hmm. And our mission really is to open a, 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 a nonprofit crematorium, uh, a sacred ceremony hall, mm-hmm. and, a, and a green cemetery, mm-hmm. and a dying center where uh, people can uh, be surrounded by people who recognize them as souls in their, in their mm-hmm. dying transition. That is such a noble cause. Now, we do have Myrna Stone, and we will be back with Bodhi and Ram Das. Hello, Myrna. Hello to you. 
How are you doing? Well, I'm fine. Yourselves. Isn't this a wonderful program? Well, you know, I actually tuned in a little late on it, and I was so thrilled that you were talking with Ram Dass. That was very nice. Yeah. Well, we're still nice talking with Ram Dass. So we, we still are. He's on for the Sit full hour. Sit up straight, Mona. He's on <laughs> for the full hour. Very good. So, Myrna, tell us about your real estate magazine, Maui's Lifestyle. Real Estate Maui Style. That's always a hard one for people to remember. Um, well, we've been in the publishing business here for 22 years, and we're, uh, we have been the only editorial real estate magazine here. And we feature articles each month. Um, in, um, I can't read, in August was when we featured uh, Ram Dass. Mm. This month we have featured the um, um, D- disaster. Just a moment, make sure I get this right. Yeah. It's the uh, Pacific Disaster Center here in Kihei. I, I would get a new name. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would work on the name. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It just maybe it's just me. <laughs> I, I know it isn't just you, but if, when you say it slowly, um, it is Maui style. That's kind of what our big thing is. No, oh, no, not your name. Your name no, no, your name's fine. We're thinking about the disaster area. Hi, honey, I'm going down to the disaster area to work. <laughs> Pacific well, Disaster I think Center. Probably it's one of those things that uh, people who are on the other end of it and um, have been able to get information okay. from them uh, before it happens. In this particular article, they talk about um, some of the um, major natural um, disasters that had happened and. With our being here and centered in the Pacific, we were able to at least let the people know the direction of the um, storms that were coming through, the one that they had recently in China. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, um, I know, it's a, a, we like to think in a positive manner, but... Um, I know. Well, you have great articles. That's what's great about Maui, uh, Maui real estate Maui style. And, and so, Myrna, what's on the cover for December? Because it's almost there. For December coming up, it's a beautiful... Um, uh, it's a tropical flower, and I wish I could tell you the name of it exactly, but it's like a... Jeez. I want to say Proteus, but that's probably incorrect. But it's a very colorful, pretty picture. We really do work at having pretty pictures of Maui. So what, what is your theme this month? Who are you covering? Uh, the coming up, actually, it's going to be a fun thing. Um, Joseph Bean is our featured writer. Mm-hmm. And um, for December, he is talking about different uh, fruits and vegetables that are grown here on Maui. Mm-hmm. Um, things that people don't often think about or have a chance to see or experience. Mm -hmm. One of the uh, fruits was the dragon fruit, Mm -hmm. which has a pretty um, interesting name. And it's Mm -hmm. a beautiful, almost a shocking pink color. Mm -hmm. And he tells how each of these things can be prepared. So Mm -hmm. we try to give stuff in our editorial that will be helpful and useful. People will go back and keep the magazine. That's our whole thing. Uh, doing the editorial um, advertising age which is pretty much the bible of the advertising industry says that um, magazines with editorial content have a six to eight week longer shelf life than catalogs all right so that's what we try to do we try to get information in there Uh, we have the uh, current events that are happening we just featured this past month the um, bailey house our big fundraiser and we had, you know, some of the best entertainers in the state um, as our um, entertainment there. It was um, Myrna. It's it's a fantastic publication. We got to go, but real quickly, where can folks pick up a copy? Uh, thank you for asking. They're at uh, in the shopping centers. They're in the big racks that are scattered throughout uh, at Longs, in front of Longs, in front of in Safeway, in um, Stars, condominiums, real estate offices. We put thirteen thousand a week. Wow, that's excuse awesome. me, excuse a me, month. that's thirteen thousand a month. Myrna Stone, thank you so much for being with us and for sponsoring conversations with friends. It's our pleasure. Thank you so much for the call. We thank and my you. aloha to Bodie as well. Okay, thank hi, Myrna. You. Okay, bye bye. So we now thank back to Myrna, ba- back to Bodie and and Ram Das. Ram Das, are you still with us? I am certainly. <laughs> you are a patient man. I've got your book here still here. 
<laughs> so he's still here. I'm, so we're looking at you. Even though it's radio, we're looking at you. The book is still here, Embracing Aging, Changing, and Dying, which is just a great read. I've read it twice now. So let me let me ask you all, and, and I'll share my story in a bit, but when you have the types of experiences we were talking about before the break, how has that uh, impacted you to, to look at how you might want to go through your own death process? Ram Das? Um, well, I plan to uh, to be burned at an open fire and tossed into the uh, ocean. Now, Bodhi, can can that happen in Maui now? I'm speaking with the state health department. Looks like it can happen here. I mean, I'm sh- it's under you know limited conditions, mm-hmm. uh, but yes, it's 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 possibly going to happen here. Wow. Would that be a part of this new um, oh, yes. whole um, oh, yes. life transition center? Do you have a name for it? Well, Ipuka Ikeao okay, is, that's it. is the right. name. Okay. Doorway into light. All right. So it's going to include that potential. And Bodhi, what is the training that people will be able to get this Saturday and Sunday? What specifically? What will they walk in and walk out with? <laughs> well, that's a good question, and I, could, I, could, I couldn't say I could really answer because I think Alan Lowen and Ram Dass and Ali and myself are, uh-huh. are really going to step off the cliff with everybody and and kind of uh, uh, see see <laughs> see where we go with it. But but I know I know I know um, uh, uh, Ram Dass wants to speak to that we are souls mm-hmm. and and I know he wants to speak to that um being is the we have to uh, we, however way we choose to help in the world and mm-hmm. serve and do great works and mm-hmm. uh, um that it has to start from a place of being mm-hmm. uh, that we are human beings and not human mm-hmm. doings mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and the importance of re- of connecting to that place of mm-hmm. beingness and uh, hopefully we're all going to step right into being together and I know Alan wants to actually have us go through some practices of uh, facing our own uh, feelings around death and dying, uh, both of ourselves and our loved ones. Now, is um, Alan the director for hospice? No, no, no. Alan, Alan has a um, something called the Art of Being that he teaches around the world. Okay. Um, but Greg Lagoy, the executive director of hospice, is going to come and speak, and so is the bereavement counselor from hospice, uh, Prakash Makai, and um, that that's going to be on Sunday, where it's a little more. Um, hands-on mm. how do we do it and how, wha- and how do we how do we what do we need to be able to be in that space mm-hmm. to, ho- to hold sacred and safe mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. and not have an agenda about what's a good death and uh, all, all of those things about a safe space and no agenda very important mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. and um, I want to talk to everybody about Ipuka Ikeao and, and its mission and how people can support that and I want to address what the natural death movement is and and why it's so important and why it's so timely that our culture now uh, reclaim it. Well, let, let's touch on that because obviously death is a big business in America right now. Huge. Uh, how much does it cost, the average the average funeral? Well, according to statistics, it's six to $8,000. Six to $8,000. Mm-hmm. And a lot of environmental uh, materials are, are used in the process through the traditional uh, funeral process, right? With, with the with amount of chemicals that are going into our soil through embalming, through uh, through the through the toxic chemicals in the caskets themselves, mm. through the metals mm. and the concrete, uh, cemeteries are turning into very toxic places, mm. as it turns out. Well, it's an amazing process. When my father died, first they embalmed him, and then they sold us a very beautiful, expensive cast uh, coffin that would be waterproof and then they sell my mother a big cement, cement. box to put it in to preserve to preserve, to preserve the that. and then a tin box around that to keep the concrete from f- and i'm thinking mom he's gone you know <laughs> I mean, he's, he's gone that's yeah. a lot of protection for somebody who already left the room you know <laughs> the train has left the station yeah. you know is trying to contain something but we don't know how to handle the grief i mean that's what i saw they were sign they were selling to avoid the fact that that my dad was gone but my dad was gone 
when he left the body. Mm. He's into ever, forever. But, boy, I remember that. And that was before I knew a lot about my own journey. But I kept thinking, but but he's dead. You've embalmed him. You've got him in a coffin. You've got that in cement. You've got that in tin. Ipuka Ikeawe is a nonprofit. And the whole point of it is to separate... Uh, the profit piece mm. from the incredibly important mm. service. Well, yeah. Last time you were here, you were talking about uh, a funeral that you did with a, a big cardboard box. Yeah, cardboard box. Tell us about that again. Uh, in fact, I found the guy who brings those in uh, on, on uh, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I can Is have them uh, shipped bi- shipped Biodegradable direct. cardboard. It's cardboard. Yeah. It's cardboard. Mm-hmm. That's what we did and, for my uh, brother. It's yeah. cardboard, and uh, it was really fun because I gave every, the last one we were at, we gave everybody magic markers and uh, crayons to uh, basically decorate the box and wow. uh, write some shipping instructions on the outside <laughs> and uh, uh, blessings and prayers and mm. uh, we we you know we decorated and and uh, softened and you know pillowed and cushioned the inside mm. of the box. It was mm-hmm. it was something we all did. Mm-hmm. We we participated in that whole piece and uh, yeah, this whole thing about um, how much money it cost. And um, and what goes into it, and again, how we've removed ourselves and uh, robbed ourselves of being participants in the process. Do you find that um, it's more difficult for the family than the person who's dying to talk about these things? Uh, it's it's both of those things. I've 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 been around people who were dying who were afraid to talk about it because they knew their family members. Uh, could, didn't want to talk about it. They were in denial about it. And uh, I'd be in a room with, uh, as a hospice volunteer, I'd be with someone who was dying who was relieved to have somebody they could talk to about it. Uh, but at the same time, I've been in a room uh, with someone who was dying who who didn't who who hadn't really thought about it their whole lives and didn't know uh, and was in a lot of fear and was afraid to talk about it. So it's, you know, in our culture, it's thick with aversion, denial, and avoidance. So um, it's both those things, family and the dying person. Ram Das, you spent so much of your life helping people raise their consciousness. Have do you do you have you found that people who who have spent a lot of time in consciousness raising activities on their own in their own life spend much time thinking about their own death? Well, uh, yeah. Um because death is uh, the final change. And um and death um, is the final uh, opportunity to get um, to become a soul and not become not not stay as uh, ego. Um, and I think that um, it's it goes both ways. <coughs> Plenty of people who have done sadhana in their life or done spiritual work um, will be will have will a secure thing. Uh, um, um, I have I had asked I had asked um, Emmanuel this um, uh, being on another plane. He's he's a He's came comes through Pat Rodergast, and he said, um, "I tell, told him that I said, tell talk to people about death, and he said, um, tell them death is absolutely safe, <laughs> and that is just mind blowing." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, "It's like taking off a chai chu," but you know. Um, the the this this um, weekend we're going to um, learn how to 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 um, identify with our souls because whether you're sitting bedside or whether you're in the bed. It's good for you to have the, the soul because the soul uh, will ha- will carry on beyond death. And for the for the um, uh, grieving people, you can feel secure that love is 
transcends death. And love is love between souls uh, just goes on and on and on. Ron, that's when my fiance died. He um, sent. He had arranged to have red, uh, pink roses sent to me, and the card said, "Love is forever; only the form changes." Right. And at the time, my grief was so big that I. But now I know he was telling me, he was talking to my soul, yeah, and telling me my soul. And and it's it's very tender that he arranged for that to happen. But wow. it was. It was still a loss <laughs> on this plane, but yeah, it's so beautiful, and I'm just so grateful for the work that you're doing. And and anyone who's interested can call this number eight as five seven three eight three three four, or go online info at ipuka i p u k a dot org. And if you lose that, call Unity Church, and we'll and we'll get you all. And um, this is an intention to create Maui one more blessing of Maui that it brings the world. And Ramdas, you're certainly it. We can't thank the universe enough that it it brought you here, and keeps you here. People, when I travel, they go, oh, Ramdas, could you get him to come? And I said, No, you'll have to come to Maui because <laughs> he's found paradise. It's about as close as it's going to get in this form, don't you think? Yep. The weather's good. I mean, I've been to India. I've been to some pretty special places. But, boy, Maui's really it, don't you think? I think. <laughs> I think. We bless you, bless Bodhi, bless everybody who's working today to uh, help create a world that's worthy of our children. You know, our children deserve a world that works for everyone. And when we bless everyone that lives from vision and lives in integrity, we bless our sp- leaders in this country as the light awakens in them and they make wonderful new choices to work with the whole world. There's a, a world there that's waiting to wake up, and we thank everyone in that's shining their light bright. Um, and this is a good time to practice because it is about practice being. And uh, we do want to invite you, if you don't have a spiritual community to grow with and celebrate with, that unity honors the divine truth in all people and the sacredness of all life and welcomes you. We're on the road. We're kind of mobile, um, Maui's mobile blessing machine. We're on the road to the Seventh-day Adventist Church for two weeks at 11 o'clock. And then after that, we're going to come home. We won't confuse you, but yeah, we do have a whole, yeah, we yeah. Do have a whole uh, <laughs> thing for Christmas as well. Christmas oh, the is Theater. just around the corner. Oh, yeah, the E-Out, the historic E-Out Theater will be there for two services Christmas Eve. That's the first time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's so great, Jim, because 5 o'clock service is so good for people with families. Then they can get home by 6.30. They have the tree and have dinner. You know, and then the people that like to stay late, yeah. they can come to the 7 o'clock, and it's in the historic E-Out Theater with... Deborah Lynn and Virgie Cantornan. And it's supposed to be a wonderful children's play that that will touch your heart. Well, I tell every minister knows the kids are going to steal the show, and that's the way it should be at Christmas. This has been a wonderful day. Ram Dass, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Bodhi, thank you. Thank you. Jim, always a pleasure to meet you here at Conversations with Friends. We'll be talking to some great people in the next few weeks. Michael Beckwith, Marianne Williamson. Tune in because we're going to be um, just, we're in the business of reminding us who we are. We'll be back next Tuesday and join us again this Sunday at the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And Saturday morning in the silence at 9 o'clock at High Street. We are in the silence every day at Unity. God bless you. Have a great week. Aloha. <laughs>